0: Last year became a year of deep grief for myself and my family. We buried an entire generation of my family, my dad and three of his siblings, all before Thanksgiving. During that time, we also lost my husband's brother suddenly. By the time the holidays came, I was uh, spent, I was sad, and I was very, very tired. I didn't feel like being a part of fun Christmas parties or joyful Christmas programs or singing merry carols. I craved the quiet, but also I didn't wanna be alone. I wasn't jolly, but I needed to be at church. I needed to be worshiping. I needed to hear those words of comfort and hope, and I needed to be praying. To be praying out my longing for the salvation of Jesus Christ. I wanted a blue Christmas. My name is Sandy West. I'm a retired United Methodist pastor of the North Alabama Conference and I attend Jacksonville United Methodist Church with my husband Steve West, who is the pastor there. We now host a blue Christmas service beginning last year. For those who are grieving, it's held on the longest night of the year, the first day of winter, December 21st, and while a blue Christmas is not found on the liturgical calendar, it's a tradition that's not new. It's a tradition that honors those of us who are grieving and sad and are in deep need of consolation from Jesus. That December 21st, the longest night of the year, also happens to be the feast day of Doubting St. Thomas, which seems to me to be a close tie to those of us who are suffering and searching for Jesus to be real and present. During that service, our Blue Christmas service will lift up the names of those we've lost and light candles in their honor. We'll sing, Come Thou Long-Expected Jesus and pray prayers of yearning, that in the middle of our grief, we might know comfort now, and that we might also realize the hope that one day there will be no more sorrow. In opening our hearts, we trust that God touches us at the point of our deepest need. Well, there's a great deal of significance to having a blue Christmas service on the longest night of the year, More than a metaphor for those of us who are grieving, the longest night of the year, the first day of winter, is where our own experience intersects with the annual seasons of the earth. The darkest night connects to the darkest night of our own lives in our own souls. That longest night of darkness for the world is a time for creatures to hibernate to get still, and for human beings, it's a time to be quiet, to return home, a time of reflection, of turning within. Also, the longest night of the year, the winter solstice, is the point at which light increases. From that darkest night, the days only get longer and the nights get shorter. We move from being in a state of hibernating, meditating, being still, being cloistered, to being called out to live a more active life, to have a brighter future. Also, to me, that winter solstice night represents faith and hope. Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. See, even when we can't see past our pain, we can pray with faith and hope, knowing that Jesus is real and near and salvation from our suffering will come. Matthew four sixteen says, The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region in shadow of death, light has dawned. Welcoming the holy child, the baby Jesus, on the darkest night of the year is an act of faith and an act of hope that even in our pain and in our grief, we expect Jesus to show up. If you're interested, you're welcome to join us at Jacksonville First United Methodist Church on Wednesday, December 21st at 6 p.m. for our Blue Christmas service. Or maybe you want to host one at your church or simply observe it with a friend or by yourself at home. You might want to look at Discipleship Ministries of the United Methodist Church online. They offer a liturgy and suggestions for hymns and prayers. Just Google it. I'd like to close with a prayer for when we endure lasting pain by Douglas McKelvey, Every Moment Holy, Volume 2, Death, Grief, and Hope. This is a longish prayer, so I invite you to get comfortable and join me. O Christ, who endured the anguish of the garden and the agony of the cross, willingly taking upon yourself the sum of all of our suffering, heal me or hold me now, for I am unable to bear this pain alone. Either give me respite from this agony or give me grace to endure what I cannot on my own. Meet me in the secret place of my torment, O Jesus, which no other person except you can ever touch, for you alone have already carried the full weight of it, sharing in this moment and in all moments of my suffering and death that I might also share in the fullness of your resurrection. Do not abandon me here, O Christ. Do not leave me to face this hurt alone. However intense my affliction grows, let your presence and power be revealed ever more profoundly. Even if this pain expands to fill all of my awareness so that I can hardly move or speak or even form a coherent thought, even then fling wide your doors and draw me into your place of refuge. O Lord, or better yet, seek me and find me where I have collapsed. There gather me into your arms, carry me to your hiding place, and tend to my distress. Where can I go but to you, Jesus? And who but you can come to me? Either take this pain away, O Christ, or enfold me in the embrace of your spirit and cradle me through it, for I cannot bear it alone. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. Amen. May God bless you in this season of Advent and Christmas.